Israel, Adesanya versus Robert Whitaker. Post-fight thoughts. Dun dun dun! Hey guys, Fight Junkie here. As usual, before we jump into this next episode, I want to remind you guys: you can hit me up on Twitter at FightJunkie.com. Listen to me on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, basically anywhere you can find a podcast. I'll be there. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash fightjunkie2006. So Adesanya just starched Robert Whitaker in two rounds. Not only that, he dropped him at the end of the first that, in my opinion, had the bell not sounded. This fight is over in one round. This was truly stunning to me going into this fight. How many people that liked Robert Whitaker liked him based off A, the Yoel Romero fights, and B, the Kelvin Gastelum fight. And I touched on this in the pre-fight podcast. And if you missed it and you're listening to this on YouTube, upper right-hand corner, click it. It'll take you back. You can listen to everything I said pre-fight about how stylistically they would match up. But the thing about the Romero fights, as I mentioned in the pre-fight podcast, is that was a terrible comparison because he was so tough. He went, you know, uh, the five round wars and he was able to absorb Romero. They were comparing a style in Romero that had nothing to do with style bender. Better yet, they ignored the fact that he had already lost to a similar striker in Wonderboy. Now, I mentioned that briefly because it was at a different weight and it seemed like it was ages ago. So you can't always hang your hat on that. But stylistically, the Wonderboy fight was a far better comparison to use when you were breaking down this fight. The other thing was the Kelvin Gastelum fight. Everybody just assumed that because Kelvin Gastelum was able to have success offensively and take Izzy five rounds, that Whitaker would have more success and be able to get to him even easier. They totally neglected the fact that Kelvin Gastelum absorbed a superhuman amount of damage in that fight. I pinpointed this in the pre-fight podcast. The amount of abuse that Kelvin Gastelum absorbed to be able to even go five rounds was astonishing. And he almost got finished in the fifth round. I said this pre-fight. I didn't think Whitaker could absorb the type of damage that Kelvin did. It was stunning to me when I broke this fight down and I watched it over and over and over again. Just how much punishment Calvin took. He had certain points where he had success. But like I pointed out prior to this, guys, he absorbed a lot of strikes. And I just didn't think with the similarities and styles of Calvin Gastelum and Robert Whitaker, that Whitaker would be able to duplicate what Calvin did. And a lot of that was based off if you're going to duplicate that type of fight, you have to be able to duplicate that duplicate that type of, of toughness, that type of grit, that type of chin. And we've seen Whitaker dropped and hurt before. And there's just stylistically, when you look back at how he fared against Wonderboy, and then you look at the elite level striking of Stylebender, it all added up to what my opinion was a Izzy fight to win. That turned out to be true. It looked easier than what people expected. 
And I know that a lot of people were going to hate on Whitaker after the fight and say, oh, you know, it was a layoff or this, that. And that's, I think Whitaker is still a very good fighter. It was just stylistically, we always hear styles make fights. And this was a bad, bad matchup for him. Not to mention he was coming off the long layoff, which we also touched on prior to the fight taking place. The other thing I've seen is a lot of people saying that all of a sudden Whitaker changed his style with his looping shots. But I always thought he was going to fight that way. In fact, I thought we were going to see a duplicate style of what Kelvin did I thought he was gonna move around on the outside a lot of people thought he was just gonna bull rush this is not the way he fights in fact I pointed out in the pre-fight podcast he fights almost identical to Kelvin Gastelum the difference is Kelvin brings that durability that toughness that grit that I didn't think Robert Whitaker had and in my opinion that's the only reason that Kelvin even made it the distance and he could barely do that so when you looked at this the writing was on the wall it's just a lot of people a, they can't stand Izzy for his outside the ring antics. And they also just, they don't like the way that he's so brash and bold. And Whitaker's like the total opposite. He's more reserved and he's more soft-spoken. And a lot of people like that. But like I always say, you have to you have to take the emotion out of this, guys. Especially when you're betting. I guess it's different if you like fighter A and don't like fighter B. And you're not betting or you're not promoting your picks or anything like that. You just go, I like fighter A. I hope he wins. And there's some times where, you know, even professionals, they have no action because they like this guy. They like that guy. They don't even want to get into it. And that's okay. But when you're doing this, you know, truly trying to make money and it's not just a hobby and you're trying to get better and you're trying to improve because we all can the first thing you have to do is take the damn emotion out of the game i say this over and over and over again and it's one of the biggest issues that commoners or casuals or hobbyists have is they cannot separate the fact that they don't like a fighter or that they love a fighter you wouldn't believe how many people we're picking fighter A or fighter B simply because they like that style or like their charity work or they like, you know, the cars they drive or their Instagram page or any of this. And I know it sounds insane to professionals, but it happens. It happens more often than you think. It's very difficult for a lot of people to separate. Okay, let me break this down stylistically. Let me look at the mat and get forget about all the outside drama. Forget about personalities. Forget about promos. Forget about any of that. You're just breaking down how they match up together it's a more difficult task than people realize and once you start looking at how people are making their picks and how they're making their plays and how they're making their decisions you realize a lot of that is creeping in and it's a detriment I don't think you can overcome that you have to learn to scrap that from your process you have to take it out get it out of there keep it out of your head and just look at this as a stylistic matchup and who you think is going to win now sometimes we get it wrong right not everybody is perfect and myself included i talk about that all the time but at least you're doing it honestly you're being honest with yourself and you're breaking it down as honestly as you can when you look at everything on the left and everything on the right and how they come together and strengths and weaknesses and we don't always get it right but what you don't want to do is cloud your judgment because you like fighter a or dislike fighter b so a lot of people were surprised at the outcome. Obviously, anybody that follows me or listens to the podcast or follows me on, on social media or has heard me before, I'm, I'm not really shocked by this because 
nine times out of ten when I break down a fight, I'm pretty confident that that's the way it's going to go. It doesn't always go that way, but when it goes that way, I'm not shocked, obviously, because that's what I predicted. Now, depending on what line you got, I suggested Izzy straight because sometimes... He can just be uh, a little bit passive. He'll touch, touch, touch. And you even saw that in this fight. Robert was throwing everything in the kitchen sink at him, and he's just touching him, just touching him, just touching him. And we spoke about this in the pre-fight podcast. This is what he does. This is why Calvin was able to go, because he was able to survive the times when Izzy puts the foot on the pedal. Robert Whitaker wasn't able to survive those points. He got dropped in the first one as he put the foot to the pedal, and he got finished in the second when he decided, okay, I'm going to le- unleash another counterpunch and try to take your head off. But Izzy doesn't do that all the time. Most of the time, he's setting you up. He's touching you, he's touching you, he's touching you, and then he's going to unleash some double shock power that he's going to try to finish you with. If you absorb it or it doesn't land, he'll go back to touching you, back to touching you, back to touching you. This is why it can be difficult sometimes when you're looking at him inside or decision because if he's just able to touch you and either your defense is good enough or your durability is good enough he could go five rounds because he will not rush the finish and he tries not to open himself up to counters like he said I don't like getting hit I like fighting smart and this was one of the big things I said when he came into the UFC it's going to be very very difficult for standard MMA strikers to beat this guy. His IQ in the striking department is so off the charts compared to what a traditional MMA striker is that these are the type of performances that you get. The Kelvin Gastelum fight was his hardest fight and he still put Kelvin through an amount of abuse that is unbelievable when you go back and watch that. So even in his hardest fight, he brutalized his opponent. It's just that Calvin was somehow able to go five rounds, barely, but go five rounds. And people focused on that because it was his toughest fight. But they neglected the fact that Calvin is one tough SOB. So as far as Stylebender goes, it looks like maybe he's fighting Costa next. Um, I know he said he's not going to go up and fight John. He wants to clean out the division. So I think it's probably going to be Costa and then obviously we'll have to look at that fight if it gets made and break it down then but I just think overall it was a uh, people were going to say it was a very very impressive performance and it was but honestly it was a performance that was expected in my opinion it really was because stylistically and the way they matched up and just the big gap there and and the way that Whitaker likes to hang around on the outside and when you got a guy that's such a high Q striking of style bender and then has the physical advantage of height and reach man it's so dangerous and then you saw how Whitaker would open up and then he was getting caught with these counters and and a lot of people were saying oh that's that's not how he fights but that is how he fights it's just Nine times out of ten, Whitaker gets away with that style because he's the better striker. He does throw some of those wide looping shots. He does stay on the outside. And we mentioned this prior to the fight. That was going to be very, very difficult to do against a guy with that height, that reach, and that tremendous striking IQ. And you've talking about leg kicks and head kicks and punches and spins. I mean, he's got a full arsenal. It's very, very difficult for most standard MMA fighters to be able to defend all that and then get their offense off. And then while they're getting their offense off, also worry about the counter that's coming back because that's what he loves to do. And I'll just give you a little preview there. We know how Costa fights, right? 
And we know our style bender fights, right? So you're going to see a similar type of stylistic matchup where Costa is trying to bull rush him and get right in his face. And the style bender is going to try to counter him on the way in. That is interesting because Costa brings some power, but he also fatigues and fades. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. I'm already breaking down a potential matchup that isn't even signed yet. So anyway... Bravo to Israel. I think Whitaker is still topping the division. Hopefully everybody cash. I appreciate all the love and support. That's it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will sock it to you tomorrow, baby. Fight Junkie out.